This is The Chain, a podcast about different songs and the things that link them together. I'm Britt Aylin, and if you're not already, I do recommend that you listen to this podcast via the official Spotify playlist. That way you get the songs in between the episodes. Last time on The Chain, we moved from Dear Prudence by The Beatles through the career of Susie and the Banshees, emerging at the other side with Iggy Pop's The Passenger from his 1977 album Lust for Life. Iggy wrote The Passenger while living in Berlin with David Bowie. Well, both Iggy and I felt there might be time to clean up, so we, we were very smart about it. We went straight out of LA to the heroin capital of Europe, Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> that was the smartest move we made. Um, but you know something? We were totally unaware of that. We had no oh, yeah, idea. Right. We had yeah, no right. I promise you, we had no idea. That's David Bowie on Much Music in 1997. You can actually hear Bowie on The Passenger singing backing vocals, particularly during the La La La's. If you need to, stop the podcast now, go and listen again, and then come back. Once you know, you can't miss his distinct voice. They collaborated on Iggy's first solo album, The Idiot, released in March 77. And after a quick tour, almost immediately returned to the studio to start work on Lust for Life in April. Writing quickly and frenetically, Iggy brought ideas and lyric fragments, improvising at the microphone. Here's David Bowie on the Dinah Shaw show, referring to Iggy by his real name, which is James. In the studio, Jimmy would um, make up the lyrics on the spot and we would keep everything that he did and occasionally change a line after we recorded. But Jimmy, I've never seen anybody be able to make up lyrics so fast just out of his head to a track. And it's more like, a, uh, I guess uh, he'll hate me, but it's, it's more like a, a, the beatnik era thing with, you see, no, It's a retreat. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very spontaneous a kind of lyric. It's, it's not like a written thing at all with Jimmy. One such idea came from a poem in Jim Morrison's 1969 anthology, The Lords and the New Creatures. Here's a reading of that poem by Matthew Forbes. Modern life is a journey by car. The passengers change terribly in their reeking seats or roam from car to car, subject to unceasing transformation. Inevitable progress is made toward the beginning. There is no difference in terminals. As we slice through cities whose ripped backsides present a moving picture of windows, signs, streets, buildings. Sometimes other vessels, closed worlds, vacuums, travel along beside to move ahead or fall utterly behind. Lead vocalist for The Doors, Jim Morrison was a prolific writer, influenced by Burroughs, Kerouac, Baudelaire and Kafka but he only published two volumes of poetry before his death in 1971. An Entertainment Weekly article from 2013 quotes Iggy on the inspiration he took from Morrison's poetry. I bought a book by Jim Morrison called The Lords and the New Creatures, and I thought the poetry was pretty good. In one of the poems, he said, Modern life is a journey by car, and as time unfolds, passengers begin to reek in their seats, and we can never really get out of this situation. All we can do is change cars. I like that idea of being stuck on a very narrow but forward-hurtling system like a highway, always in your own little compartment. In an interview with Josh Homme in The Guardian, Iggy said, quote, The Passenger was partly written about the fact I'd been riding around North America and Europe in David's car. I didn't have a driver's license or a vehicle. 
It's also been claimed that the song was somewhat inspired by his experiences on Berlin's S-Bahn. In fact, the Deutsche Bahn rail service uses a clip from the passenger as their on-hold music. But whether he was travelling through cities ripped backsides by car or train, the lyrical influence of Jim Morrison's poem on the song is clear. Iggy Pop is far from the only musician to write a song inspired by published poetry. And the one we're linking to today is a much more extreme example. When Arctic Monkeys frontman Alex Turner was a teenage bartender in Sheffield, he witnessed the performance of a poet during one of his shifts. Johnny Clark was the opening act for this band, The Fall. Okay. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 one night, and yeah, that's where I kind of came across him, and it really started to write lyrics differently after I became familiar with his. Oh, work. okay. Yeah. That's Alex Turner on New York radio station Q1043 in 2014. One particular piece stuck in his mind and eventually became the inspiration behind the closing track for the band's fifth studio album. Let me be your vacuum cleaner, breathing in your dust. Let me be your Morris Marina, I will never rust. If you like your coffee hot, let me be your coffee pot. You call the shots. I want to be yours. Let me be your raincoat for those frequent rainy days. Let me be that dream boat when you want to sail away. Let me be your teddy bear. Take me with you anywhere. I don't care. I want to be yours. Let me be your electric meter. I will never run out. Let me be the electric heater. You get pneumonia without. Let me be your setting lotion. Grip your skull with deep devotion. Deep as the deep Atlantic Ocean. That's how deep is my devotion. Deep, 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 deep. I don't want to be hers, I want to be yours. I want to be yours. That's John Cooper Clark performing I Want to Be Yours for the official Arctic Monkeys YouTube channel. He's a punk poet who has been writing and performing since the late 70s, appearing on lineups alongside the likes of The Sex Pistols, The Fall, Joy Division, Susie and the Banshees and Elvis Costello. I Want to Be Yours was written sometime around 1983 or 84. Dr Clark can't remember exactly when but it's since become one of his most popular poems. It's a number which, uh, in which I uh, attempt to reduce myself to the level of a mere commodity for the greater good of the object of my desire. It is to 21st century nuptials what always look on the bright side of life by Eric Idle is to humanist funerals. That's John Cooper Clark again for Arctic Monkeys on YouTube. In adapting the poem, Alex Turner wrote some extra lines and updated several of the references. The Morris Marina became a Ford Cortina, for example. In an interview with the NME, John Cooper Clark praised the changes, saying, quote, There's a tradition with this, especially a number like that, because it cries out for updating because it uses brand names. One would expect it to be kind of updated in much the same way that Sinatra might use different comparisons for a song like You're the Top by Cole Porter. Here he is again for the official Arctic Monkeys channel. But what he's done here is a very difficult thing. He's converted a poem into a song. He's made a song out of a poem with the addition of a, of a nice bridge here and there and, and, a, and a few lines of his own. He's, he's, he's made it from a, a kind of semi-comedic uh, piece to a, a full-on love song. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for that. And here's Alex Turner on how it came together from a 2014 interview with MSN Canada. We came, that was probably the first, uh, one of the first things that I'd like read of his or, or, or heard. And uh, we had a, we were 
like messing around and had this idea, like a, a musical idea, and I sort of sang something over it. We, we recorded it into like this four-track cassette recorder that we were messing around with a lot, and I started say, say, sort of singing bits of that poem just like off like the top of my head, and and then it was sort of. Oh, maybe that'd be, you know, if we do like this sort of, our attempt at like a slow jam, I suppose, but with like a Johnny Clark poem as the bulk of the lyrics, and then it, yeah, seemed to work out. Jim Morrison didn't live to see his poetry adapted by Iggy Pop, so we can only imagine what he would have thought of The Passenger. Dr John Cooper Clark, on the other hand, has nothing but praise for Arctic Monkeys. Here he is again on their YouTube channel. And he's done such a, a great job of it. I, I couldn't be more proud about it. Next time on The Chain, we'll take a look into the production choices behind I Want to Be Yours as we link it to one of the biggest singles of 1978. For more stories about Iggy Pop, Dr John Cooper Clark and Arctic Monkeys, you can follow The Chain on Twitter and Instagram at The Chain Pod. And you can find me pretty much everywhere at Brit Allen. Thanks for joining me on this link of The Chain. I'll catch you next episode, but in the meantime, if you're listening on the Spotify playlist, here's Arctic Monkey's interpretation of a John Cooper Clark classic. See ya.